You're listening to an Amplify podcast. So there's the jacket that um, has, it's kind of like the dress. You know how some yep. people saw it as mm-hmm. black and blue and others saw it as white and gold. White and gold. What did you see it as? Well, the first time my brother showed it to me, I saw it as white and gold. And then after that, every single time that I saw it, it was just black and blue. I originally, was really crazy. I originally just saw it as black and blue black and blue, and then just saw black and blue for the rest of eternity. And everyone was saying, it's white and gold, it's white and gold. I started with, it's black and blue, it's black and blue. And eventually, they found out that it was black and blue. Oh, so was that the That was the official colour. That's so weird. Anyways, there's this Adidas jumper, and so it's seen as a few different colours. There's blue and white, black and brown green and gold and green and brown i personally see it as the it's something between the blue and white and the green and gold but it's just not very clear what it is because it's like a mix of i only saw it around 20 minutes ago (laughs) so my first impression was it's white and blue so there's a logo and all the stripes which are white and then there's a shadow across it which is like makes the one side darker yeah. And the rest of the normal colour, which is, like, blue. I just don't get why the whole internet is so obsessed with the idea of us Clothing colours. Yeah, differently. It's just, like, it doesn't really matter to us, because I know I'm not going to be wearing mm-hmm. that jumper yeah, anytime gonna... soon. Mm-hmm. And so why should I bother if it's blue or black, blue or white, or, or whatever. green and gold? Yeah. But, yeah, it's... And it's, it's just some silly jumper that's going around the internet. And, and you see it everywhere. Crazy. So it'll be on Tumblr, it'll be on Facebook. I don't have Twitter, so I wouldn't I wouldn't know how Twitter works. But I'm assuming it'll be on Twitter too. It's probably everywhere. Does it does it go on Instagram? Do these things go on Instagram? I'm not a professional Instagram. I know again. a lot of things. I know lots of things go from Tumblr to Instagram. Oh, that's true because they have like that similar platform. All those cool hip people. Sure, Tumblr's better. <laughs> Just saying, Tumblr, Tumblr will be superior overall. Amplify on Sin 90.7. So today, on Le Thomas Analysis... We'll be can, talk- you, can you explain Le Thomas Analysis okay. to me first? Because I'm A while ago, last season, just... Just to clarify. Flashback to yeah. last season, um, I was on Awkward Stage, and one of my co-hosts suggested that I, I do a segment about... How I, because he was very intrigued by my knowledge of music, so he said, like, you should totally do a segment about, like, analysing albums. And he called it Le Thomas Analysis for some (laughs) odd reason, and he thought it was really catchy. So I didn't apply it to that season, but here Here I am applying it here. So this week on Le Thomas Analysis, we're talking about Lana Del Rey's 2012 breakout album called Born to Die. And with me, I've got the Paradise Edition, so that's just an extra seven songs on a different CD. Mm-hmm. Um, all it is is it's just a CD, really. Um, <laughs> so it was released as Born to Die by mm-hmm. the artist Lana Del Rey, and Rey has an E. And back back before she released released this album, her name was Lana Del Rey with an A. Instead of an E in Ray. Why? It was she had lots of different la- okay. lots of different names. So her her actual name is Elizabeth Grant, 
or Elizabeth Woolridge Grant, and then she called herself Lizzie Grant, and then she had stage names like Sparkle Jump Rope, Sparkle Jump Rope Queen. Love that. That's so good. She should have yeah. stuck with that. So she just had all these different names and then different phases, and then she decided to settle on Lana Del Rey with an A, and then she changed it to E because marketing and <laughs> you know all about the money. And so she released this in 2012 as in a big label. Yeah. She changed from her independent label to her another big label. Um, this was her actual second studio-produced album. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't her first thing. Um, yeah, it's the genre is it's known as many things. So there's alternative, baroque pop. Which baroque is pop? Baroque pop. So B A R O Q U E. So as in pop. the classical genre baroque. Yeah. And then taking it into modern terms. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, and then there's also this genre breakoff version of hip hop called trip hop. <laughs> which is sort of funny. Yeah, it does sound quite odd. Um but there's a lot of complaints about her repetitiveness in her songs and also the overuse of like melancholy, oh yeah, is it the word or just in general? The in theme? general, yeah, like the actual theme itself. And a lot of her songs are based on her life. And there's there's a quote um, that she uses that says that three of the main singles are all connected to to each other. Yeah. So it peaked. At number one on the weekly ARIA charts in 2012 and 2013. Mm-hmm. And overall, over the year, um, it peaked at number 14, which is pretty good for an artist who sort of just, like, came out of the blue. Yeah. Now, I'm just getting the quote up now. Yeah. And so she said, I feel like video games and blue jeans and Born to Die are all part of a trilogy. I had met this guy and I was really stuck with him Visually, and when it came clear that we couldn't be together anymore, I just knew in my heart that I would still honour that relationship for a long time. It was just more about living the memories of the best of the past and just honouring that time. So that was sort of just a big schmeal. If you know Lana Del Rey, you'd know about the K, regular person theme coming up in her music. Amplify. 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 Now, quickly, I'm just going to go back to Let Thomas Analysis, but what what songs today? <laughs> <laughs> that was Without You by Lana Del Rey, and before that was Video Games by Lana Del Rey. Mm-hmm. What a surprise. So, <laughs> if you haven't got the theme, we're talking about Lana Del Rey and Born to Die as the album. So, I said before, it was released in 2012, and there were 15 tracks on the original album. Um, yep. So, 15 tracks, and then there were 8 tracks on the deluxe Ooh. with the Paradise Edition, so that was a separate CD. I just wanted to say, the singles came out, so videos came out, oh, video games came out as a single on October the 17th, 2011. So, mm-hmm. before the al- album came out, two singles came out, oh, well, the year. So, after that came Born to Die, as in the song which is the first track on the album, which came out on December the 30th, 2011. Then afterwards, in April, in 2012, Blue Jeans came out. 
Not Far Behind was Summertime Sadness, which came out in June, mm-hmm. um, on June 26, 2012. And even closer was National Anthem, um, which came out on July 6, 2012. The last single um, came out, which was called Dark Paradise, which came out on March 1st, 2013. That's and I a just want to briefly like talk about National Anthem and the music video. If you haven't seen the music video, look it up. Um, it's nine minutes, so it's very That's cinematic. long. Yeah. The song's only about four and a half minutes. Oh, okay. But it's... She has a monologue. There's all this schmeal. And it's reenacting um, JFK's assassination. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so there's like a vintage filter. And ASAP Rocky stars as um, JFK. And Lana as um, Jackie. That's interesting. I should probably look that up. It's really pretty, um, and so the song just depicts because it's called national anthem, so it's a lot. Yeah. It's very patriotic, so there's like references to Fourth of July, and it's a very very cinematic song if you listen to it and watch it. It's melancholy and just all very old soul ish. <laughs> so when you listen to it, they depict their life, and they have kids and. It shows, like, a birthday party and all the kids having fun. And then, towards the end of the video, ASAP Rocky gets shot in the car in Dallas. So they're driving along, and there's that essential moment when the wife reaches over the car and just sees his head on the road. And it's very bloody and gory. Oh. But it doesn't show it. It's just very... You know it's happened, and it's very sad, but mm. you move on. You move on. And that, that's really what Lana Del Rey's theme is all about. Like, it happens, and it's sad, but you need to move on. And I think on that note, we're done with that segment. Are we? Do you have any thoughts on her music? Have you heard I don't... of her music? I don't listen to Lana Del Rey much, but I really, I really like her fashion sense. Yeah, <laughs> she's done lots of modeling. Um, mm. In two thousand twelve, when this album was released, she did a cover of "Blue Velvet" by Bobby Vinton, and it was for an H and M ad series. Mm. So you can also look that up. That's also on YouTube. Just look it up. <laughs> um, anything else that you'd like to add? Mm, not really. I haven't. See, I don't have friends that listen to London Del mm-hmm. either. My friends all have crap music taste. Um, but she's, from what I've heard, she's kind of known as the queen of alternative music. Yeah. And that's what I really admire about her. She's also known as the gangster Nancy Sinatra. <laughs> which is actually really sort of like a cool title to have. Yeah, but I'd want that title. Yeah. Amplify on Sin 90.7. Thomas, you were telling me about... Ironic situations with trains involved. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I was on the train today. Like, I usually catch a train to the radio radio studio, house, Mm -hmm. etc., (laughs) etc. And I I needed some more segments, basically. (laughs) Um, Just put it out there, straightforward. I was talking to the co-host of this show, Tara's a Replacement, our co-host. My co-host, actually... Yeah, listen you should to, listen. You should listen, listen to, to Friday's show. Just so to hear Tara and everyone else. 
Um, but my co-host, Ashley, she's away. She's mm. sick. She's not mm. feeling the greatest. But we were talking, and I said, because I say, isn't it ironic on a show a lot? So we could just make a segment out of that. And so I did. Um, and so I was on a train, and lots of things happened on the train. And so my train, I take the train from Mount Waverley to Flinders Street. How long is that? About half an hour. Well, not too bad. So it's pretty good. Um, it gets pretty busy when you get get to Hangton, but most of the St. Kevin's kids are gone by then. Because uh. it gets there around 3.50 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but my train goes direct to Flinders Street, and it goes around the loop, like Flinders Street, Southern Cross, Flagstaff, etc., in the evening peak. Mm-hmm. So when that happens, it goes direct to Flinders Street, then round the loop. Yep. So it always says direct, and... <laughs> I take the train, and it says direct to Flinders Street. But my train always stops at around Batman Avenue under that <laughs> bridge for about five minutes for no reason because there are never any tr- there. There's maybe one train in the platform, and we just have to wait for that. But otherwise, no reason to sit there at all. So, isn't it ironic taking a train direct to Flinders Street <laughs> and having to wait just before? And it's not even direct. What is this? Yeah. That's false advertisement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, I when I was on a train, mm. for some reason, there was this cleaning guy, not even cleaning, just standing there on the platform with his little squirter bottle <laughs> in his, um, what's the, like, highlighter colour orange yeah, vest. Fluorescent. Yeah, fluorescent thank you. Orange. I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> and he just spat into a bin for no reason. It's a gross habit, and that's why I said, isn't it ironic, don't you think, having a cleaning guy spitting into a bin? And then, yeah, just weird things, weird things. Just weird things. Just weird things. Just girly things. Just weird things. <laughs> what a great page. As it is. Um, and then checking it's your train and then going the complete opposite way. This applies especially when you're going around the city loop. Oh, see, I I don't catch public transport much. I usually have my bike, which I ride. I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride my bike. <laughs> Where's Queen? Yeah. Um, but I've I don't think I've gotten on the wrong tram. I've done this. I've missed the tram once. Like there was a tram seventy five, I think, mm-hmm. and I was like, seventy five's a good tram. I was like, does this go to the place I want to go? And then I thought, no, it probably doesn't. And then the next tram that came was 75. I was like, this one will go to my place. And so I found that, if you shall call it ironic, pretty yep. ironic, that okay. I just missed the train to get on the, the exact same one. Yeah. Okay, so um, another ironic thing. This is applies to peak, just peak in general, so morning or evening, <laughs> anytime, any place, anywhere. Standing up in a train when there are seats available. Now, this happens a lot. It, it's a lot more of an alpha male thing, I've noticed. <laughs> an alpha male thing. Alpha male, like, showing your masculinity by standing up and oh, not yes. having to have the pressures of a seat. Oh. Um, other things, just bits and pieces, like riding on a tram with its windows open, but it's still hot. This happened to me today. I was riding, I just got on the tram, and... It was boiling, and all the windows were down in the tram, but no cool air coming through. It could have been some invisible wall or something. 
This podcast was brought to you by Amplify. 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 The sound of underage Melbourne.